Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, we come to you this morning. We are so thankful that you are the light in this dark world. That you give us a light to walk along and you give us the hope of eternity. Eternity in the midst of that. Lord, we quiet our hearts this morning as we have a chance to hear from you, to hear from your word, to sing your praises, and to be reminded how much you love us. For some, it's been a rough week. For, th- for some, Lord, it's been so busy that this is the first moment they've had a chance to stop and listen. A chance to stop and listen for your voice in and amongst the busyness of this world. And so, Lord, I pray even at this moment that you would quiet our hearts. You would quiet us, Lord, to be able to hear your voice. There are so many other things in this world that we hear. We call them noise. Take that noise away this morning. Allow us to hear your voice. Allow us to hear your scripture and allow it to read into our lives, to breathe into us and remind us why we walk this earth, why we take and get out of bed every day. It's not to earn another dollar or to offer another platitude. It's to serve you. May you remind us of that this morning. In your name we pray. Amen couple things I want to share with you. This week we're, going to, we're looking at one parable. This week we'll be looking at a parable next week. Um, but a heads up for July, uh, we're going to talk for the month of July. This is the plan anyway. We're going to talk about what it means to be a Baptist. And so if you think you know, I would, I would, I would enjoy you thinking about that and spending some time. We're going to talk about, just as a hint, it's a lot about freedom. And uh, just happens to be July 4th works out pretty good. It's right in the middle of that. Um, but we will be talking about that during the month of July. So I want to encourage you to, to spend some time thinking about that. Today we're going to talk about a parable, a nice story. Does anybody like stories? I love stories, right? We love stories because they help us to make meaning And Jesus knew that. And so there's a lot of parables, these stories. It says, as they were walking along, Jesus would tell a story that would help to connect. Luke chapter 19, verse 11. They had just, by the way, they had just left Zacchaeus, just so you know where we're at in the world. They had just left Zacchaeus, and they had talked about salvation and what was going on in Zacchaeus' life. It says, while they were still listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable, because they were new- he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king, and then to return. So he called ten of his servants, and he gave them ten minas, Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. 
But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him and to say, after him to say, "We don't want this man to be our king." He has made he was made king, however, and returned home. When he had sent for the servants to whom had, he had given the money, in order to find out what they had gained with it, the first one came to him and said, "Sir." Your mina has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, he master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. The second one, second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sit he Sir, here is your mine. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take what you, do not, what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, you knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. Why then didn't you put the money on deposit so that when I came back it would have collected interest? Then he said to those standing by, Take this mina away from him and give it to the one who has ten. Sir, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that everyone who has more will be given. But as for the one who, is holding, who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. May God add his blessing to the reading this morning as we... Uh, prepare to sing, and I, uh, we offer the one great hour of sharing. Uh, just want to make mention that I know they released monies just weeks ago uh, for the Midwest where the floods were. That's one of the things that uh, one, one great hour of sharing goes to. Let's sing. That we can come and be reminded of that love for each and every one of us. Someone came this morning not feeling loved. And I pray even now that you would begin to surround them with that all-encompassing love that takes us from anxiety to peace, from hopelessness to hope, from disobedience to obedience. Your love is amazing. May we be reminded of that this morning as we hear from your word. May this story, Lord, speak into our life today. It spoke into those who were walking along with Jesus. May it speak into our lives this morning. May we leave different than we came. Send your Holy Spirit upon us this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And I, I will apologize. Go ahead. And, you can go, Lou. I don't know what happened to the slide. Someone stole the slide that says you're supposed to leave, little guys. I could not find it. Someone, I know. People are stealing slides, Neil. France? Oh, wow. Francis might have stole the slide is what I heard. Wow. <laughs> Good morning. 
Have you ever heard this story before? At least once. At least once. Anyone else? Ken's the only one who ever heard this story? The passage we talked about? Sam, you, saw, you heard it once? Anyway, no one else has heard it. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. Either that or you all have broken arms. I don't know. I wasn't sure. I'm trying to see if you're awake. You don't, you're not giving me good vibes back. I mean, I feel like I'm going to have to get my squirt gun. I, I don't do that. Only, normally, only when I do that normally is VBS. When little kids don't listen, I have a squirt gun and I shoot them with it. Um, but I'm willing to bring it to Sunday morning. I don't really, I don't have a problem with that. I told Dan Hoyt this morning, I got a bottle of water. We'll make it like a concert. I'll open it and he said he didn't think it would go well, so he's a, fr- yeah, <laughs> he's a friend, so I trust that he probably is right. So, so you've heard this story before and what do we call it? Parable of the Talons, right? That's what. Are you sure? Are you sure? Wait, I, I need to know. I need a, a vote of hands. Are you sure that that's the passage we heard this morning? Glenn is sure. Kim is sure. Is anybody else? Everybody else is chickening out. Oh, uh, there's a few. So you, you, you're sure we heard the parable of the talents? Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That wasn't the, the parable we heard today. You want to know what's different? Mine is? Well, yeah, that, that's part of it. There's a really big difference in today's passage. Well, the ending's different, but there's another piece that's bigger. Well, and there's another piece that's bigger. Come on now. I'm, I'm going to wake you. Quantity? Yeah. How many people got minus? No, not everybody. Ten. See, when we, when we hear one, five, and ten, we go right to the idea that um, that was the parable where they gave one person one and one person five and one person ten, right? That's not what happened in this, this uh, parable. And I only, I only challenge you in that area because a lot of times we come to church and we begin to hear a verse, and the very first verse we get it and it's stuck. This, this parable has ten servants. Now, we don't talk about all ten servants, right, when Jesus tells the story, but he does give everybody gets one minus. So they all started out, on even ground. We'll get back to that in a minute. What is it you like about stories? What is it that, that relate for you in stories? Memorable, okay. Where you're at in life? Oh, okay. What did Jesus use stories for? Why did he, did he just write parables for something to do? He had nothing else to do. So he's walking along and he's going to write up. You know what I think I'll do while I'm on earth? I think I'll save the world, live a sinless life, and I'll write a parable book too. Does anybody believe that? It's easier to remember a story. It is, right? Easier to remember a story. Ah, there you go. Thank you. You got to dig for the details. You know this story, right? You know this. You know this story. Anybody else? No. Right. Is it about? Is it about learning how to train for a race? <laughs> I could ask Carol. <laughs> Carol, is this about training for a race? Carol, shake your head. No, thank you. <laughs> What's this story about? 
Perseverance, right? It has nothing to do with a race, except that life is like a race. We also know that it, in real life, a turtle and a rabbit side by side probably wouldn't end the way this story ends, right? And maybe that's why this story sticks in our minds. Maybe that's why it's so important. So today, we're going to talk about the minus and what it means to be obedient. Is anybody interesting and in, interested in being obedient to God today? Oh, man. Oh, we got a couple. You guys are chickens today. I was, <laughs> afraid I might set you up, huh? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Ask yourself this question. If you were in that video and, and you had to fall back and there was no one behind you, that'd be a challenge, wasn't it? Are you interested in being obedient? Because that's what this, this uh, parable is about today. Jesus is, is sharing with a group of people. As, and if you didn't hear that very first verse, it says, as they were walking toward Jerusalem. And the Jews of the day had this mindset that someone was going to come and be the king today. They were going to take over the kingdom today. And so as they're walking to Jerusalem, and they, they know that there's this Savior, Jesus, he's, he's been sharing all this, and we're headed to Jerusalem, and, and what do you think they think is going to happen? He's going to take over. He's going to go take over today. And so Jesus begins to tell this story about obedience. And how does obedience relate to what's not going to happen today versus what happens today, right? These people thought, all right, Jesus is going to come in, he's going to take over, and we're going to rule. And Jesus goes off on this tangent of a story about a servant. And if you heard the beginning of that story, the master had to go away Far, far away. A nice little key to remind them that Jesus wasn't going to take over Jerusalem today, that he was going to leave and be back someday. Are you still interested in being obedient? First thing you need to do is listen carefully. Right? You need to listen carefully. When those servants all got their mina, what did they hear? What did the master tell them? What was it? Put it to work. Engage in business. Take this money and put it to work. Do something. Do something. Do something with this money. And at the end of the day, isn't that where the problem was at the, uh, at the end of the story? The moral of the story was that two people did something and one person did nothing. That person never took a chance. Something to think about in this parable. Do you think the master would have been okay if that person had only made interest? He said, yeah, Scripture says he would have been all right. We don't, I think one of the things we read this Scripture and we're like, yeah, I'm the 10 guy, right? You guys can be the five guys. Somebody wants to be the one. I'll be the 10 guy, right? The one guy would have been perfectly fine. All he had to do was put it to work. What he had to work. 
Do you think the master would have been okay if that person put it to work and lost money? Virginia shook her head yes, and I, what do you think? You think, you think he would have been okay with that? Right, the moral of the story was they did not do what he was supposed to do. He didn't engage in the business that the master had told him to do. One of the struggles I think we have as peoples and followers of Christ is that we don't engage in God's business because we don't think we can do the big thing. We don't take the garbage out because we'd rather do something else. We want to do something more important. We want to stand in front of people. We want to be high and mighty, and we, we aren't so as comfortable with doing those things that we don't feel that God thinks is, our, is, is important. The reality is this. I believe that God constantly is telling us, if you're a believer in Christ, God is telling you constantly what to do. What do we do? We take what we hear, and we filter it to what we want to do to what we don't want to do. Because if you look at that servant who did nothing, he said, you're a hard guy, and I know that you'll be mad, and I'm afraid, and so I didn't put it to work. I know I can't do exactly what you want, God, so rather than step out, I'll just stand here. Instead of being obedience. I wonder what the boat would have looked like for Noah had he not been obedient. I probably should have put up Bobby in my boat from last year. That, as I'm sitting here this morning, I'm thinking that probably related better, right? What if Noah's in Genesis, if you don't know, we're doing vacation Bible school, Noah, right? And it's Genesis 6 through 9 is the, that chunk of passage. And what if Noah would have said, you know, I know you gave me the details, the blueprints, but don't you think this would be a whole lot better way to float around the world for a year and a half? Don't you think this would be a better deal? My sons, they need a pool. Right? This is way more spacious. Noah listened to the actual, the, God gave him the dimensions. And he listened. And he followed through with what God told him to do. I don't know about you, but if God came to me and said, you know what, Dan, you need to build a boat. <laughs> oh, yeah, build it up. Uh, yeah, we don't really even know what water looks like much. And <laughs> but build this boat thing. What if, he wrote, what if he built a race car, right? He's like, an all-terrain vehicle will do much better than this boat. And if, it, and if God doesn't use it, I can use it for planting my garden. Right? That makes don't You laugh, but I think we do that, do we not? We rationalize with God what our idea is, and we say, okay, I hear what you're saying, God, but I, uh, this makes more sense. And there's less chance that I have to step out and look stupid. Do you realize what Noah had to look like building this boat? And yet, he was obedient. When God said, build this boat. I've had enough. I'm going to destroy the world. Build this boat. 
There's something to be said about that obedience. You know the story about Gideon, do you not? Gideon, he, uh, Gideon, he, uh, he had some, some struggles. He was the weakest of the weakest and the wimpiest of the wimpiest, and God chose him to do some things. And he says, you know what, God? I, I, I hear you, but I'm going to take a chance. I, I want to I know for sure. I want to put a sign. I want you to give me a sign. So I want you to give me the fleece. So he says, he says to God, I'll tell you what. I love, I love how people, bar- oh, well, we bargain with God too all the time, but it's easier to make fun of people in the scriptures, right? He says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put the fleece out, and overnight the dew, if, if it's really you, God, put, put dew just on the fleece and nowhere else. And you know the story, right? He gets up in the morning and he rings out, the scripture says he rings out the fleece into a bowl, and there's a bowl full of water and nowhere else around would that be enough sign for you? Would that be enough sign for you guys? Apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. Is that enough? If you made a fleece to God and you said, all right, God, if you make this wet and nothing else wet, I'm, I'm going to do what you ask. Because God really wanted him to lead an army. That's where, that's where he was headed, right? Take out the altar of Baal and lead an army to take out the Amalekites. Not the Amalekites. That's a different story. Wrong st- I can't remember. It's one of the ites. Midianites, thank you. I knew I was, the Amalekites is the next point. <laughs> Got my ites together. There were a lot of, mites a lot of uh, yeah. So then he goes back and he says, all right, God, I, I hear you and I saw you did it, but you know what I'd like? I'd like to try this one more time. How about this time, <laughs> since you put the water on the fleece, how about tomorrow we put wa- the dew everywhere but the fleece? Guess what happens when he gets up in the morning? Ding, 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 ding. Happens just like he's supposed to. He continues to do what God wants, but in the midst of building, you know, trying to make these, uh, putting these fleeces out, trying to test God, and we test God in a lot of those ways. I, uh, I wanted to share. Oops, I'm on the wrong page. You now, when you lose your train of thought, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know why this is there. <laughs> That's funny. I can't remember. Oh, well. I guess you, someone might have needed that verse. I can't remember why I had it on there. The second thing that... Uh, if you want to be obedient, you have to act. You have to act on what you've heard. Lots of us hear from God and don't ever act on it. Or we act on it in a reserved way. Or we act a little bit and we are afraid to step all the way out. It's like we have a switch on us, right? Listen or ignore that might be what most men have. Ignore ignore. ignore, ignore, yeah. <laughs> no, it's behind actually, our ear. Actually, <laughs> actually, the lower one has harder. 
Listen, uh, we have to act. Like these servants, that was the one thing that the servants did. The servants took their money, two of the servants took their money, and they put it to work. And I don't know about you, but if you're going to make ten times uh, what was given you, you're probably working pretty hard uh, and being active. Even the guy with five times was probably being pretty active. He was probably working, uh, and, and that's the point of it, right? They took what they had, what God gave them, and they worked obediently. They acted upon it. They didn't sit on it for six months and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, but I hear you speaking to me, God, but I think I'll wait until a better time. I think I'll wait until summer's over because summer's kind of busy. You know, as a servant, I got a lot of extra duties in the summer, and I'll just wait until that money is uh, sitting where I got time to do it. No, they acted on that. I know you don't have a clue what this picture is, but this reminds me of Joshua. When Joshua, we, we, in January, we spent a bunch of time in Joshua where God is calling Joshua to lead God's people to the promised land. Do you remember those? First, pa- uh, first chapter of Joshua. God is calling Joshua to step up and lead God's people. And you can see where in that, in that passage where God has to remind Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. And he has to remind him to be strong and courageous because I'm betting that Joshua was shaking in his shoes when he was going to act on what God had told him to do. I bet he was having a hard time understanding how God was going to deliver God's people through Joshua. And yet, we are reminded that he said, all right, let's go, let's get ready, we're going in three days. And they went. And we're able to see how God delivered them. Remember when they crossed the water? And all those things that were in the way. Then when they cross the water, where do they go? they got to go to Jericho. And we watch how God delivers them one time after another, after another, after another. I'm in like a, one of those really cool places uh, in this position is that I get to watch a lot of people in a lot of different ways uh, experience God working. Sometimes you and, you, and a lot of times what happens is you don't get to hear those things, right? So sometimes you might get a little sliver of one. You might hear of a praise report of a, uh, a healing or cancer has uh, subsided. But I get to see that all the time. And I have a friend um, who's, uh, she's actually Thai. And so she's here on a visa. She was on a school visa. And I got to watch as God has continued to uh, deliver the, the promises to her that she was called to. She actually came to America, felt called to come to America um, to share God's word uh, here. And every step is funny because every step has been a challenge. Every step. About two weeks ago, she calls me and she can't, she can't have a job because she doesn't have a green card. She's graduated. She passed all her exams and she's sitting at home waiting. And she's like, I'm losing time, and I'm losing hours, and I'm not making any money, and I'm just, and yet, God delivered. And as soon as that, God delivered the green card that she could work for a year. She said, I'm not going to get my license because I have to work for two years. And I, and I jokingly said to her, I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure God's just going to give up on you now after he's got you this far. 
But sometimes we think that. I, I think that we think that God is, God gave me a blessing and then um, no more. It's not true. He says, follow me. Follow me. Have you ever thought about, you know how when your kids are following you through, uh, behind you, it doesn't, follow me doesn't work very well if you're a mile ahead of your kids. Somehow there has to be a closeness. Uh, at least be able to see eye to eye, or at least be able to follow. A couple years ago, I was in, uh, I was in New York, and we were doing some really late, late season hunting. And uh, I have an uncle, they call the, we call him the legend. Uh, and th- we call him the legend because he's self-proclaimed uh, hunting guru. And, and he happens to be the oldest, my oldest uncle, so it's more fun to call him the legend. We actually bought him a shirt that says John, the, the legend, you know. And so that's the family joke these days. But we were, we were out hunting, and he's, he's 71, I think, now. And we're hunting in, like, waist-deep snow. And he tells me, he says, hey, get in front of me, you can cut the path. <laughs> he says, you're younger, you can cut the path. I said, all right. And so we walked across. We had to walk like, oh, it was, it felt like forever in that snow. It's probably a quarter mile. But we walked across this field of waist-deep snow. And as we walked, you could see that, that path, and it was only one path, right? The two of us had came through that path, and we actually came back out that path, but only one track was there. I didn't see the legend decide to go to the left, three yards and go no he followed in that path and isn't that what God wants for us to follow in the path that he has laid in front of us and what do we do sometimes we turn around we backtrack on the path we were on right sometimes we take a right turn we're like I got you God but I'm gonna I'm gonna go over here now because I think this is where I need to be and we don't even go in the right direction <coughs> Right direction. And finally, we need to wait for God for the next step. The parable talks about going far away. The master went far away to get uh, this country, which tells me that it wasn't a one day sitting and waiting for the master to come and return. It took some time. And this may be where we struggle the most with obedience. It's easy to obey on the short, short term when we saw, see God moving and working and, and reacting uh, the way we would like Him to. And, and maybe it's in those moments where we struggle the most is when we have to wait on God. Let me tell you, church, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. Isaiah 40.31 reminds me that, that our strength is found in waiting on God. Our strength is found on waiting on God. It grows our faith. It deepens our faith when we realize that God's still working even though it doesn't feel like it should. Even though it doesn't 
I can't see it. I know God is working. Isn't that what that illustration was all about? I can't see God working. And so I struggle because I don't know what he's doing. Amen. Hebrews 11. Here's what he calls us to, right? One step at a time. One step at a time. If you want to be obedient to God, take one step at a time. Listen for where he is speaking into your life. If you don't know, find someone that can be accountable to you to begin to discern that. Ask God how he's discerning in, or speaking into your life so that you can discern that. And when you find that out, see, a lot of times I think, I think we say, well, I don't know what God's saying to me. I doubt that's really the truth very often. I think a lot of times it's, I know what God's saying to me and I'm scared to death that he may be directing my path in this way. I'm scared to death that he may be asking me to leave my job and do something different. Or he may be asking me to, to step out in faith and talk to this person or rebuild this relationship or work on my marriage. Whatever it may be. See, I don't think very often we don't know at all. It's not like we walk around clueless. We know. It's just scary. It's scary to step out and not be positive that God is directing that path. And so what we do is we step out like, like we want to do on the cliff, right? Eh, we, dip our, we dip our foot in there, but we won't go. If God is calling you to something, step out. I was absolutely blown away. I, I thought it was really cool. This reading ministry uh, that, was, that Kelly mentioned this morning, it came from that very idea. Someone who is talented, gifted, and has the ability to help others learn to read, felt God's call on their life to share that ministry with Greenfield Baptist Church. Think about that for a minute. That's out of the box. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you thought about that when Kelly said it. That's way out of the box for me. That's super cool because God is using people where their gifts are. And guess what? None of us are not gifted. Each and every one of us has gifts that God has given us. If you are a believer in Christ, you have gifts. But sometimes we got to figure out how to step out. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, then, then you don't have that foundation to begin to step out. And that might be where someone is today. Maybe you don't have a relationship. Maybe you haven't started a connection with Jesus. You've heard about him. You know who he is. I know he went onto the cross, and at Easter we, we celebrate that, and we celebrate his birth but I don't really know them. I just know of them, right? There are people in our life who we have heard of. We know their name, but we really don't know them. If we were to ask that person, they would be like, yeah, I don't know that person. And so we kind of keep Jesus at this, this arm's length, right? Uh, stay right out there. Jesus wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be inside, connected. And I want to encourage you that if you don't have that relationship, don't leave without that relationship. That's what's most important. He will direct that path 
if you allow him once you begin that relationship. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for this morning. We thank you for your son Jesus who died on the cross. We thank you, Lord, that we can come and watch you work in and around us. We thank you, Lord, that all you want from us is obedience. You want us to bring our hearts and share our life and allow you to work in it. Lord, I pray for anyone this morning who doesn't have a relationship with you. Or anyone, Lord, who is fighting being obedient. They know where you want them to be and what you want them to do. And yet it's scary to step out. It's scary to step out and allow you to work. It's scary to share with other people that you think that, that, that this is the direction that you're taking them in. And so, Lord, I pray this morning for anyone who is in that spot, that you would direct their paths this morning. Lord, for, some, for someone, it may be a matter of bringing that to the altar. Cementing in their mind, stepping out in their mind. I think of baptism, Lord, and how, how that outward expression makes such a difference in our life when we share that with, a lot of, with other people. And Lord, maybe this morning it's that. Maybe it's someone needs to, to, to have their path directed. So I pray even now that if they would feel called to that, Lord, they would step out and share that. In your name we pray. Amen.